Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me. Lead me in the everlasting way. This week on the podcast, we are talking through our issues, our heart transgressions, and looking at them a little bit differently, looking at them through the lens of our parenting and our children. Our issues are not just our issues. They feed into the lives of those who we directly touch. And it's a little more difficult to deal with those issues when you see them sprout up and those that you love the most. Thanks for listening. Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, your host, and I'm so grateful that you are tuning in and that you are here. I am very passionate for each woman to have an anchor. Did you know that that is even a possibility? Girl, scooch in, listen to this one more time. You have an anchor. We are never, ever, ever without hope. What joy and peace we can therefore go into any battle into any season, knowing that there is guaranteed victory in Christ on the other side. So this podcast is built to encourage you and to equip you with reading God's word as we do life going in millions of different directions, wearing so many different hats, but with an anchor. Hey there, friend, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you had a great week. How was your time with the Lord? Did you press in with him? Were you quiet? Did you did you find the minutes Did you? I mean, this is literally a self-assessment, no judgment, but I just want to encourage you to find the time. I want to continue to employ you to find the time with God. It should be something that, you know, I finally got to this place where it wasn't begrudging. It wasn't like, oh, let me go ahead and put this time out for God as if he needed me to do that. He wants me. He wants that. Right. He loves us. He's our he's our heavenly father. He's our father. Uh, We are his children. But it really serves me. It really benefits me. So, listen, I really pray that this has been blessing you, even if it hasn't changed anything greatly. If you see no transformation, I'm telling you it is planting. It, it really is. And the next little quick blurb that I just want to recommend is journaling because the arts of remembering, you know, I think of these stones of remembrance that the Bible talks about, even just in, you know, like with Joshua and, and to remember what God did. I think sometimes in the cluttering of our brain or just the passing of time, we forget, right? I mean, it's like when somebody doesn't see your kid for like three months and they're like, oh my goodness, when did they get so tall? And you're like, did they? Really? I mean, they look the same, but you see them every day. So it's it's great to see your situation outside of your situation or to remember what God has brought you through. So I am always a big journal advocate. I know that not everybody likes to journal, but it's just something to consider. And there's so many different ways now, even verbally, to create different um, journals. So that's that. But today, um, it was a very difficult, I'm going to say two weeks the last two weeks in my household have been very difficult. And it has been um, a so much so of a challenge that what happens in the life of parents is then what it does is it spills over into your marriage. So there's just been a lot of time to take a pause and reset. Like, okay, God. So if I could label these last two weeks in parenting, this is probably like in my top 10 dif- most difficult times as a parent. 
it's been um, a challenge. But that's what, you know, in this podcast, that's what this is about. It's not just, let's read some Bible verses. It sounds great. Um, Journal, go to church, the end. This is, let's take these principles, let's read these principles, study them, and let's apply them to our everyday lives, which you don't know what you're going to face. You don't know if you're going to be on the hill or if you're going to be in the low valley. You don't know. Because unfortunately, we are here but we don't control anything but ourselves. And even that, I mean, based on the day, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, Lord, help me with me. So I just want to just share before we even jump into the discussion about dating is what are some principles and some parenting defaults that you live by? And, and not even just necessarily to teach your children, but for you to find hope and encouragement when it gets difficult, not if. Because remember, Jesus was very clear in John 16, 33, that the world will give you trouble. It's not a matter of if it does, it will. And it will in different facets and in different seasons and different severity levels. And you, the preparation isn't necessarily to know one step, two step, three step, exactly how it's going to all work. But by our faith that God is holding us together, God is holding it all together. And the thing I love in that Psalm verse is these last two weeks in parenting, I have actually turned inward, even a conversation, a really great conversation with my mentor. And, and she asked me this question or mentioned we were talking through my greatest fear. And it actually led me, and I'm just an overthinker, to think so much further into this question and to really bring it to my time with the Lord and say, God, you know what? Search me. You know me. You, like, you know everything about me. There is nothing hidden. Even if I'm not verbally saying anything to you, God, you know my heart. You know my struggles. You know what motivates me. So God, search me, bring to my revelation, what is my greatest fear? Because I should not be operating in the spirit of fear, right? So what, what is motivating me in my parenting? What is motivating me in my relationship and in my interactions within my home? It's such a, it's such a great question that I think as parents, because if, am I just that hard mom because you need to study your math? And, and am I just that difficult mom who's um, lecturing? Am, am I just the mom at the sidelines who's telling my, my child to, to get it together, hold it together? You can do this. You can do this. Am I like, what, what motivates that mom? What motivates that person? And I think that in these difficulties, in these disparities even, it's really important to remember that while we are shaping this next generation, while, while you're leading them, you are their parent, their issues bring out a lot of our issues. And that's what my mentor was sharing with me is that there's issues that are bubbling to the surface outside of me and outside of my husband because of our children. And if we don't really remember to keep 
holding thoughts captive and taking those taking those issues and those fears and those concerns and dumping that to our our time with God, which is why you need time with God, right? I mean, it is to sit quietly. It is to just be at his feet. It is to 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 rejoice and to praise and to study. It's so many things. It's so complex. Like I can't just one line it. My time with God is like it's like everything. It's like my sustenance. It's my breath of fresh air. It's how I eat. It's how I, it's how I drink. It's, it's what sustains me. And without that, I was literally holding my life together. Well, I thought I was delusionally holding my life together within my strength. Well, y'all, I don't got it. I mean, how can you truly like one arm or two arm this, muscle this. You cannot bicep curl your life. And you certainly cannot bicep curl these kids. So we need to turn them back over to who owns them, who is God. So it's just this constant circle of leading them, guiding them, discipling them, but then also remembering our own below the water line surface issues. So a couple quick verses I did want to read. Um, just as I was thinking of my greatest fear and going back to just our principles, our defaults in, in the Dixon household is is Deuteronomy 6. And I want to read verses um, 6 through 9. You know, I'm really actually going to start in verse 4. Um, Deuteronomy um, chapter 6, verse 4. Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength. These words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your city gates. This is a really big one for my husband and I, because it's not just mom said, and and my kids, like I say this, like my name is Brittany. It's not just I said, it's not just dad said, because I may not be here tomorrow. Dad may not be here tomorrow. It's not the plan, right? But it can't just be, well, my mom said, well, my mom said, well, what does God say? He is ultimately the biggest overarching principle. And and not that we're talking about marriage this week, but this is the same idea in Galatians, um, I'm sorry, Ephesians 5 with, with, with marriage. It's not just jumping right in at verse 22, where it's wives submit to your husband. And, you know, by verse 24, 25, it starts talking to husbands. But if you dial a verse back in verse 21, we both, husband and wife are to be mutually submissive to God, to Christ. So you've got this Christ overhang, then it's, you know, the husband and wife submission. So when I think of children, it's like, yes, you've got this obedience to your father and your mother, but above that is God. So therefore, and if I myself am supposed to be submitting to God, and if dad himself is supposed to be submitting to God, well, then what does God say? Well, God first says to love him fully. Like when you think of just literally the first commandment, the first, loving God completely, no competition by the time you get to, to the second verse, that we're not going to make anything greater or bigger than God. So if that's my like first running place out of the, the, the running block, if I'm a runner, 
man, we need to start there. So before I can even jump into conversations on what I think about dating or what I think about when you should get a phone or when I think you should drive and what sports you should do, let's go all the way back to the very beginning, which is what does what what and who is driving this? And that is God. So sometimes for me, I'm speaking for me, my fears is when I is when I'm drifting into me and away from Jesus. So as I'm assessing in this very difficult two week span, my fears and what's stressing me, what's actually coming to surface is how I've pulled away from these first two is how I'm not loving God at that level. And then really, you know, when you think about the the summation of, of the commands, loving God and loving others. So somewhere in there, it's just a pull away from, from that basis. And then another one um, I wanted to read is, is actually, so in Courageous Radiance, we're talking, um, we're reading through Judges. And um, I loved, love last week. If you are following on Instagram at Courageous Radiance, I would love that. The blog, CourageousRadiance.com. Um, there's email um, handouts every week for as we're in the month of Judges, in this time of Judges, and just monthly other freebies to just help you with equipping and getting anchored um, with Christ and, and in the Word. But in Judges, um, this was... Um, the first week in, of reading Judges, and it's in Judges um, um, chapter two, and it's verses one through three. The angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochum and said, I brought you out of Egypt and led you into the land I promised to your ancestors. I also said, I will never break my co- covenant with you. You are not to make a covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You are to tear down their altars, but you have not obeyed me. What have you done? Therefore, I now say I will not drive out these people before you. They will be thorns in your side and their gods will be a trap for you. But I, I love this verse. It's just like, it's kind of like, okay, Brittany, what does that have to do with parenting? <laughs> but again, God is like, I gave you a set of standards. I gave you these principles. I told you what to do and you did not obey me. What have you done? Why did you not follow me? Going back to thinking about commandments one and two, why did you not first submit to me and look to me in in my direction, my guidance? When I think of Proverbs uh, three, trusting not in your understanding, but in God's and he'll straighten out your paths and lead you and give you knowledge and guidance. But this is this is like a so applicable. He's like, first off, I brought you out. So Brittany and Eddie, I brought you out of your own, you know, demise before you guys were even saved yourself. So before you think you're too holy and too and too mighty and you just have all the the parenting answers, I brought you out. I'm the one that that revealed and, and removed the veil. I brought you out and I have and I have led you in. So I've brought you out of captivity, out of your own slavery and your own foolishness. I've, I've redeemed you. I've saved you. I've transformed you. And now I have led you into this promise. And I gave you these children. And I gave you these children for my purposes. And I'm equipping you. I'm anchoring you. I'm helping you. I'm leading. I'm guiding you. So maybe the deviation isn't just, yes, these, these, these kids have difficult things. But maybe it's because you started to self-rely. Because remember, you couldn't rely on you to get you out of your stuff. So, so this is literally the type of conversation that I'm having with myself and, and I'm having um, with my husband. 
So I love that, that it's like, because you haven't obeyed me, I, I can't even, like you've almost stepped out of this place of favor and protection because now, now you're on your own island. So there, for, for the Israelites, it's like, why were you not obeying? Why were you not following? So then when these new, when, when you are taken over by this other set of people, don't look to me and wonder why they're here. You know, the, the guard rails down. So, and then the last verse is all the way in first Peter, flip on over, uh, first Peter two. And, um, I really want to read verse 11, um, but man, it's just such a, a, a goodie if you, if you dial back. But verse 11, for the sake of time, dear friends, I urge you as strangers and exiles to abstain from sinful desires that wage war against your souls. Exile, like strangers, you're not from here. You don't belong here. You are an ambassador. If you are a believer, if you have confessed and believe and Jesus is your Lord and personal savior and you're trying to live for him, you are not from here. So while I'm trying to, am I therefore conforming to this world or am I living in my transformation in this world? Which one? I can't do both. So in this transformation to be and look like Christ, follow Christ fully as an image bearer, Man, I am an ambassador here. I'm a light of God marrying to a dead, dark world. So I can't look to the world for the directions on how to raise my kids. I cannot look to the world to give me clarity and affirmation that what I'm doing is right. I have to look to what does God say? A, they're his. B, he has the answers. And C, I don't even have the ability to have those answers if it wasn't but for God. So man, friend, I, again, very, very difficult two weeks. And as we parent in distinction, we also have to remember we parent in community. And to have community, whether that is your actual bloodline, your actual family, or it's friends who have become like family, it's your church community, it's your life group community. I don't, I don't know how you do it without community. I, I really like legitimately don't. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even being sarcastic. I have a tendency to be sarcastic. I'm actually seriously, I don't know how you parent without community. I don't know how you are married without community. And the last thing I just want to say was, is, is the world, as the world is changing, we have hope that God doesn't. So that's why I really wanted to pull out these these scriptures, because it's just such a hope and an anchor that in this ever changing world, literally week by week, what's new, what's new, what's what's dead and gone, you know, per the news cycle. um, God's word isn't like that. I know that. The culture does not elevate his truth, but we as disciples, we as believers should. And therefore that seeps into our very most minuscule molecule of our life. So that doesn't shut off in parenting. I have to apply that in parenting. That doesn't shut off at work. That doesn't shut off in my marriage. So as I am being challenged 
greatly in this two weeks. This is where God has led me to make sure that my parenting default remains his word and to remember that my parenting encouragement is that they are first his and that my parenting principle is that their heart should be the greatest concern before my rightness. And and lastly, that my parenting pillar, I have I have several, we have several, my husband and I, but this the main, but they all lead up into this parenting pillar that to love God fully, make God bigger, and to faithfully follow his principles. I cannot imagine where and how this may hit for anybody who may be going through, or maybe this is just a great time. Maybe you can even pull out your stone of remembrance and remembering a difficult season. And for that, I would really encourage you as you are in community to encourage those you are in community with. Thanks so much for joining and listening to the podcast. I will truly pray for um, every woman here, every woman listening, every family that's represented because man, um, God is up to something and it's going to be great.